0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, getting back to BYU football. But
1: what does that even mean? Former BYU stand up Brian Logan joins us for the convo. Head coach Kalani Satake says he wants Zach Wilson to sling it. Can Wilson be a gunslinger as a freshman? Plus, another BYU team cracks the top 25. Kyle Van Noy
0: channeling Poinsettia Magic. And does the success of rivals influence how you
1: feel about BYU football? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation
0: is live, your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday, October 30th. Wherever and however you're connected, always nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed
1: up with Cosmos Halloween costume designer Jason Shepard. You know the hardest part about it is is, is finding things that you know he's he's kind of he's kind of puffy already. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so- Furry, so finding things that uh, that are flattering is difficult. Are you calling Cosmo fat? No, I'm not. He's very svelte, as we've seen. <laughs> svelte. <laughs> I love that word so much. The best part is he doesn't. You know how, like when you send your kids out, they usually have to wear like the warm clothes underneath the costume. Cosmo doesn't have to worry about that. He's all set. So he's good. He's Unfortunately, fine. Unfortunately, when it's warm outside, that backfires, right? <laughs> yes. You take Yikes. the good and the bad when you're Cosmo Spencer. So, will he continue the zombie apocalypse approach here? Uh, we're, di- we're discussing. Okay. Uh, we've got plenty of time. Halloween's just tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> plenty of time to figure it out for the
0: svelte Cosmo the Cougar. Also, Cosmo can appreciate today's show lineup. Jerem and I go two-on-one with Micah Simon in 15 minutes. How the former high school quarterback may have one-upped Zach Wilson, Jason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Brian Logan joins us in 40 minutes. Does he blame BYU's offense or give more credit to Northern Illinois' defense on Saturday? And here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Cougars of BYU football staring down another rivalry football game this Saturday night against Boise State. They're 0-4 on the blue. Yesterday, head coach Kalani Sitake said he has a singular focus this week.
2: My focus entirely is, is on trying to find a way to keep our team consistent and get the results we, that we need and the, and the results that I think our players deserve. So uh, that's going to be the focus and, and uh, trying to find a way to, to have better results and just just to find ways to, to give our guys what they deserve and how hard they work to have it pay off.
0: The word of the week is consistency. More on that in just a moment. Pre-game coverage begins at 9 p.m. Eastern. With Countdown to Kickoff Live on BYU TV, I'll be in Boise.
1: Kyle Vannoy led the Patriots' defense to a 25-6 win last night over the Buffalo Bills. Vannoy led the team with eight tackles, also had two sacks and a forced fumble. I have that as excellent. It's very good. Elijah Bryant
0: scored 31 points, grabbed seven rebounds in an 81-75 comeback victory
1: for his Israeli team, Hapoel Elliott Well done, Elijah. Well done on that name. BYU women's soccer cracks the top 25 at number 25 in the top drawer soccer rankings. BYU has already clinched the WCC title and the auto bid to the NCAA tournament. The Cougars wrap up the regular season Saturday at LMU.
0: If any hope of a home game in the NCAA tournament, they need to do work at LMU following up that big win over Santa Clara. Also, the United Soccer uh, soccer Coaches poll comes out later today. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
1: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU head football coach Kalani Satake has recently dropped multiple references on getting back to BYU football. I can tell you this much. His idea of OG BYU football does not include what he believes is the number one issue with this team.
2: If you look at the season, uh, we've played some really good games, and played some really bad ones, you know, and um, even within the game, we've shown some really good things, uh, shown some good drives, and then it's just not consistent enough, and so um, what I need to do as a head coach is find a way to get our team to be consistent, because we have really good players, and they do everything we ask them to, they work hard, and so uh, really I, um, you know, I, I need to do a better job at making sure our team, our program, and our and that our results are more consistent on the field and that will give us a better chance for success.
0: Ah, uh, yes, there's that word again. Consistent, consistency, not being inconsistent, however you want to phrase it. Jason,
1: what does it mean to get back to BYU football? When I was thinking about this question, I, I just, there were, it was just flooded with ideas and thoughts of what getting back to BYU football meant. One of the very first things that popped into my head was winning at home. BYU has struggled significantly winning games at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's just not something that anybody is used to. Fan base, media, coaches, players, that just normally does not happen. So getting back to BYU football means winning at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Also beating teams that you should beat, that used to not be an issue. BYU, if you could, you could kind of look and say, look down the schedule. Okay, well, that BYU should beat this team, and more times than not, BYU would beat that team. That's now there's there's a little bit of gray area right there. Also, in terms of actually on the field, assignment sound, and that's both sides of the football. You hear assignment sound, and a lot of times, most people think that's defense, but but it's both sides. That has not been BYU's forte. It, it's that's that is getting back to BYU football is mm-hmm. assignment sound football. And on the offensive side specifically, consistent offensive production. Quantify that. How many points? What does that look like? A, a minimum of – well, I'll say a minimum of 24. I know that's like the, the hot number. Okay, 24 but, points. But, but, I mean, like mid-20s at least, like that, that used to not be an issue. Kind of like beating the teams you're supposed to beat. You just knew BYU was an offensive team. And regardless of everything going on, the offense scored. Mm. That's getting back to BYU football for me.
0: Okay, what is the BYU football that Kalani Satake is referencing? My best guess is it revolves around the pillars and plaques that are displayed in the football offices, which, if you are not aware, include the following. Protect Lavelle's house, top 25 ranking, bowl games. At one point, they want to get to a New Year's Six Bowl and beating your rivals. Thus far... It hasn't gone very well. In fact, BYU is not going to have a winning record in Lavelle's house. Again, a second consecutive year. BYU had a top 25 ranking for two weeks. That's long gone. They can still get to a bowl game, and we think they will by beating New Mexico State and UMass, and who knows, against Boise State and Utah, but don't expect them to win those games. So... If they don't win those games that I just referenced, then they're not beating their rivals either. So getting back to BYU football means attaining these items that are on the plaques displayed around the football offices. As far as style goes, you touched on being assignment sound and consistent offensive production. But I really just don't know. I mean, if, if Kalani is referencing getting back to BYU football and that is 300 passing yards and four touchdown passes a game, which it was for three-plus decades. Right. Then realistically, that is not happening anytime soon. That would require an a huge offensive overhaul. BYU's offense is not designed to do that. So, what is it that he's referencing when he's saying, "Getting back to BYU football schematically, other
1: than maybe assignment sound and execute highly"? I I don't know. I don't. I, I think that's what they're. I think to a certain extent, that's what they're still searching for: is to find out what it means. That's with, disconcerting. With, yeah. I don't, that's disconcerting. Yeah. it's this. There's there's a lot of things that the coaches are still just trying to figure out. They're trying to figure out, and again, to the word, consistency. How do we find that consistency?
0: Can you be consistent with a bunch of freshmen and a bunch of injuries and year one of an offensive
1: coordinator? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about you, but when I hear the word gunslinger, as it pertains to football, I immediately think of Brett Favre. That's, that's the one guy, when you hear gunslinger, most people are talking about they're talking about Favre while nobody and I want to make this perfectly clear nobody is saying he's Brett Favre okay the word gunslinger was mentioned yesterday by Kalani Satake in terms of what he would like to see out of the freshman quarterback
2: I mentioned that he's a gunslinger let him sling the ball and um, it's hard to do that when you're running for your life most of the time you know so uh, we need to find a way to, to to get him and settled in and let him use his strengths and, and and get us or get our team to have some some consistent drives and points on the board and and then uh, we'll we'll feel better about ourselves. There's the word again, consistent.
1: Spencer, what does gunslinger Zach Wilson look like? I would like to see that very much, Jason. <laughs> again, this goes to what I was just saying.
0: To see the true gunslinger form of Zach Wilson, BYU would have to implement a brand new offensive scheme or. Within Jeff Grimes' playbook, then they would have to rely heavily on the pass plays. But I just don't think we will see that. Because we're talking about a guy who has an SEC backdrop. He's an offensive line coach. He wants to establish the run. 37 run attempts worth against one of the best defenses in the country against Northern Illinois as the most recent record. Okay, I don't know that we will see that. Forty plus passes, maybe. Does does that give Zach Wilson a chance to be a gunslinger? He threw the ball thirty times on Saturday. Do we see forty? I I don't know. I I'm not going to sit back and expect BYU to implement this drop back passing attack that we haven't seen for years and we have never seen in the Kalani Satake era. Another problem. This reminds me of last year, does it not? This press conference. We got to let it loose. We gotta let our quarterbacks chuck the ball. Whether it last year it was Bo Hodge or Joe Critchlow or Coy Detmer for crying out loud or Tanner Mangum. This the story remains the same. Yet whether it's Ty Detmer as the offensive coordinator or Jeff Grimes as the offensive coordinator, we're not building to do that.
1: We're not so I don't know what it looks like, Jason. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of times, and this was the case with Favre, to continue with that analogy, Gunslinger meant throwing caution to the wind and just making a play. Whether it was a good a pass or a good decision, it just kind of went out and make the a play. The last time I saw that at BYU was Tanner Mangum's freshman year. You're where right. He would, hey, you're get right. out of the pocket, yep. throw it up to the tall guys. Yeah, I, I, I don't get the impression that that is what Kalani was talking about. Maybe to a certain extent, but I again, I think it boils down to more throwing the football. Look. Last week, uh, for my Shep Talk interview for pregame, I interviewed Zach Wilson. And so I was waiting after practice one day, just watching him throw the football. And he was the arm; his arm was just fantastic. He was just chucking it. We got done. And I'm like, so how, how far were you throwing? He's like, yeah, it's like 65, maybe 68. I'm like, is really good. Is yeah, I could have done. And I'm like, the guy's like upset that he was only throwing 68. He is very capable of making plays down the field. Whether or not they will allow him. Here's what I know gunslinger Zach Wilson doesn't look like. It doesn't look like he's being conservative. You can't if, if that's the attitude that you want to be a gunslinger, you can't go out there and be conservative on offense. Do you feel like he played conservatively on Saturday? Um, I think everything offensively was conservative on Saturday. Because with how much he
0: ran around and... I, I don't I don't know that I would term it conservative. Maybe the play
1: calling was conservative, but I don't think Zach played conservatively. So what what in the but world But I but I think when Kalani's talking about gunslinger having sling it, he's not talking about being conservative out there. Like take some shots. You've got this You've got, and I'm not saying that he's saying that Zach doesn't want to do this. I think he's saying let's put him in a position where we utilize his skills.
0: Now this is interesting because Kalani is typically hands off with his coordinators, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's saying I want to do this, which is the issue he ran into last year with Ty Detmer. So how does that play out on the field? It's interesting. I am fascinated by all of this. I'm also fascinated by our stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Let's
0: transition to this, Jason. BYU's facing another rival in Boise State this weekend, right? <laughs> BYU rivals and Virginia, coached by Bronco Mendenhall, are combined 25-7 and seven this season. 25 wins, so happy 7 them. losses. So
1: happy for them. We're-,
0: We're bringing this up because of something that I sent out yesterday. I asked people to respond in gift format to... The college football reality of Utah being ranked number 16, Utah State being ranked number 18, and Virginia being ranked number 23. I got over 200 plus replies from BYU fans, Utah State fans, and Utah fans combined. Okay? So, with that in mind, I ask you this question Does the success of BYU's rivals influence the way you look at BYU's season? Yes, yes, yes. Thank
1: you. Yes. Thank you for being real to the situation. Look, and you know me. I do not like to acknowledge other... No, other, you won't even watch a Utah game. No, I, I do not like to acknowledge the success of certain teams. I just don't. I don't like to talk about it. I don't like to watch it. I don't like any of it. But if you don't think that your the way you feel about BYU football is affected by seeing others' success around you, you're fooling yourself. <laughs> Everybody feels that way. Some are just not willing to admit it. Everybody. The, the situation that's going on with BYU and, and you know, the, the down years, it is heightened because of a, a team 45 miles north that's in a P5 conference that's playing for a Pac-12 South championship. There's no, Utah State being in the top 25 right now, seeing their success makes the woes – that Cougar fans are going through right now feel even worse. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for being real to the situation. There are a few people, and I
0: commend you if you are actually able to separate yourself entirely. From what the rivals are doing and what everybody else is doing, and I think typically it 's easier for BYU fans outside of the yes, state of Utah yes because you don't constantly hear Utah fans and Utah state fans bickering at you when you go to the grocery store and you 're in your BYU gear or you go to church and i 've talked about all of the different types of personalities that fans in the state deal with okay if you 're outside of the state it's easier, but come on, you can 't tell me you can 't be so naive to think that most BYU fans aren't impacted by the success of rivals and Bronco
1: Mendenhall at Virginia. And some of you might be happy for Bronco. I, for one, am. I think it's fantastic. And if you don't think Utah's enjoying this even more because oh, of their success see, and BYU's see my, down.
0: See my Twitter thread from Utah and Utah State fans yesterday and the gifts that they sent. Yes. You think they're not loving it even more? Trust me,
1: they would love it anyway, but there's an added little it's like it's like the cherry on top that BYU's down right hey, now. No, I will say this it's a dangerous
0: precedent. It's keeping up with the Joneses, and maybe some of you need to take a social media fast. Okay. <laughs> if you want less of it, get out of it. Keeping up with the Joneses is a dangerous precedent. If you are basing your happiness on what other people do or trying to to maintain what with, with what other people do, that's that's dangerous. But it is very difficult it's, it's, not to get sucked yes, up into that.
1: It's, it's true. It's real.
0: Our question of the day. How does the success of BYU's rivals influence the way you look at this season? Let's go to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At D Stokes 11 answers on Twitter. Utah's success doesn't sway me at all. I expect them to be good. Utah State's success, compared to BYU, makes me scratch my head. I don't believe they are more talented, just more familiar with the system. See, I, I disagree there. Have you seen the playmakers that Utah State has? They're very good. They are we incredible saw. on we the outside at wide receiver. Yes. Not so much running back, but... With Jordan Love and the receivers that they put out on the field, come on. Like, their passing game talent level right now, side-by-side by side with BYU, be real. It's better. It's more explosive. It's executed at a higher level. Utah State's good. They're a good team. Offensively, they're incredible right now.
1: Yeah, there's, there's no question that is a very good team. Hashtag on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Lauren McClain goes between the lines at the Men's West Coast Conference
0: Basketball Media Day. Oh, I can't wait for what Randy Bennett had to say to Lauren McClain. That better be included. I wonder what new words we can find this week. <laughs> <laughs> and next, what was Micah Simon's immediate response to Zach Wilson's hurdle, straight arm, first down, stare down? We go two-on-one with the BYU wide receiver next. He's a former high school quarterback as well.
1: BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight on BYU TV, Breakdown Cougar Football with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon on After Further Review. Tune in tonight, 7 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Live from Studio B, this is your
0: day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. You can always listen to BYU Sports Nation by downloading the podcast or watch the show. It's simple. Go to BYUSN.com and experience full episodes in their full glory whenever you want. Our question of the day. How does the success of BYU's rivals influence the way you look at this season? Some of you are Crazed by this question because you're
1: like, ah, uh, you shouldn't let the success of others impact our own happiness. That's a miserable way to live.
0: Reali- but it's real. The reality is, it's real.
1: It does affect most. Absolutely, it and, does affect most. And it is even. It's even. You brought up a great point. For those that live outside the state, it's easier. It's. It is, I experienced it. Was yes. way easier when you I was. You are in Colorado not in constantly being bombarded with that color and logo everywhere. You know what I mean. Yes, I've given the Utah fan a couple of names. Daryl, and I'm
0: trying to think of the other one. Is it is it Dave from accounting? I'm trying to remember. But every BYU fan in the state has at least a few of those. Oh, and by the way,
1: you never see any old gear. <laughs> it's all brand new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it matters, people. At CoogMac on
0: Twitter. What the rivals do themselves doesn't necessarily influence how we look at this season, but how we play against them does. We didn't show up against Utah State, which is more of a concern than how other teams are doing. It is a pattern which is more concerning. Okay, there is a mature response. Okay, a step back, big picture response. When are we bringing maturity into this? I get it. But even at Kugmack, you can't tell me that you didn't look at the rankings this week specifically trying to find where Utah and if Utah State got in and Virginia, like,
1: tell me you didn't look. And then we're disappointed when you saw them. Like, oh man. Yeah.
0: Remember when BYU was ranked
1: twenty. We all did it. Also, we all did it. We all did it. You on. did that. Hashtag
0: BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, Micah Simon is a guy that put himself in a tough situation having to come out and talk with Jeremy and myself yesterday following a seven to six loss. He played a decent game, had a couple of first down conversions, made some tackles on special teams. Mike is trying to do his part as a captain, but again, not easy to have these conversations. However, he did provide his immediate reaction to Zach Wilson's Air Wilson moment and how he may have one-upped the current BYU quarterback when he was playing quarterback back in high school. Here's our two-on-one with Micah Simon. Micah, where do you begin to process a loss like this when you have a weekend to think about a frustrating home setback against northern Illinois?
3: Uh yeah, it's a tough situation. Um you you never want to jump to conclusions immediately after the game. Um it's good to take a step back, just reflect on personally on your on your game, how you played and then just overall as a group, um, you know, being being a captain, being a leader, you know, I, I take responsibility um on on the game and just uh, you know, making sure that our that we're ready to play and ready to uh you know just just play like i know we can i think part of the
4: disappointment was how awesome the hawaii performance was juxtaposed with this one after a bye week so what were some of the major differences in your mind between those two performances
3: uh between those two i think were the biggest things were penalties um penalties stalled our drives this week against hawaii we were able to move the ball consistently and uh and put points up on the board but but this week we weren't able to do that and uh it just put us in in tough situations uh our defense was playing their heart out and 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 giving us the ball back plenty of times and uh it was just tough to it just, a, it just a, a tough situation to not to not be able to score touchdowns
0: it's no secret that northern illinois has a much stronger defense than a team like hawaii so when you look at the film where do you feel like it all went wrong in terms of execution
3: uh it's probably it's hard to hard to pick one thing but I felt like we shot ourselves in the foot a lot, where we were able to put a lot of positive plays together. And then once we started getting close to the red zone, we had a false start, we had a delay of game, and then it's, you know, first and 20, and we're digging ourselves out of this hole. And uh, we always talk about playing ahead of the chains, never get, never get behind the chains. And, uh, you know, we, yeah, we just didn't do that. We didn't do that this weekend. What's the conversation
4: like in the receivers room about what you guys can do to help the offense right now?
3: Um, one thing we always talk about is just you know doing our part and if we do our part and and then that'll kind of bring others with us and just make sure everybody you know just rises to the occasion, rises to the level to uh, to just play the hearts out play consistent and and make the plays when you when your number's called. How much more do you feel
4: like the receivers can do right now, uh, especially in the pass game?
3: Uh, yeah, I feel like we've been doing a doing a pretty decent job. So, far, um, you know, the past few weeks, um, I don't think I don't think we've had any you know major drops. Uh, some few tough catches that that we know we can make. That uh, you know, I'm sure guys will you know hitting themselves in the head about. But other than that, I feel like we've done a done a good job, and you know, we're just we are just here to do you know what what our coaches uh, ask from us you know uh we obviously would want the ball every play you know that's just how receivers are but you know we we have a great running running attack as well with you know Squally uh you know Katova you know Riley Mahadley you know we we have a lot of a lot of great backs and uh you know we'll be able to we'll be able to stay balanced I think a midseason quarterback
0: Change is always a difficult thing for a team to have to go through. You've now played two games with Zach Wilson. How do you feel like the receivers are meshing with a guy like Zach Wilson, who is still a true freshman?
3: I feel like we've been doing a, a pretty good job. Um, you know, Zach's a Zach's the type of guy that always wants to you know get extra get extra work in um you know just I think back to the summer where there were so many times at at night where we're all just up here throwing you know throwing outside and uh you know before his start against Hawaii I just kind of looked at him and I was like hey this is just like the summer like we're just out here playing catch and uh you know uh I feel like you know we've we've messed really well with him um you know he's he's a young guy but but you know he's he's mature by the way he acts and by the way he, he carries himself
4: he looks a lot younger than he is, though, right? Do you guys give him a hard time about the baby face? Yeah, I do. I uh, I,
3: uh, I, uh, I used to mess with him and call him Zach Efron from High School Musical, but <laughs> I, let him, I let him slide a little, bit, a little bit now.
4: As a former high school quarterback, did you ever have a play like he had? That was unbelievable, the hurdle and then the stiff arm in the air. That was awesome. I I know you wanted more touchdowns. But that was awesome, dude.
3: No, yeah, that was that was a nice play, and uh, <laughs> a I, nice play. I was I was on, <laughs> I was on the field while it while it happened, and uh, when we were in the huddle. I kind of looked at other guys like, wow, <laughs> 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 like he really did that. <laughs> um, but yeah, back in high school, probably not a play like that. Not a, not a hurdle. Um, Just right. a stiff arm. You not were too a hurdle. Anus. Running
0: it. for 90-yard
3: touchdowns. 99. Come okay. On. <laughs> <laughs> on a was that title. in the
4: state title game, the 99-yarder? Yeah,
0: that was. Not
3: bad. Yeah, yeah. Bad. Well, that's,
4: that's, uh... Who needs a hurdle and a stiff arm when you can so run for 99? On, Mikey, you yeah. just
0: won up Zach. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> if
4: you have a shot, will you uh, hurdle somebody and stiff arm in the air
3: at some point just to equal that? No, not just to equal it. I'll, I'll do a front flip.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> into, into, into the end
3: zone. Into the end zone. Okay. Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. that. Okay,
0: <laughs> I like it. Micah like Simon calling a shot. Uh, you now have to, not have to, but get to go play Boise State, uh, another team that's on the cusp of the rankings. They're coming off a big offensive performance. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about Boise State football?
3: Um, with Boise, they're always a consistent team. You know, they're they're reaching, you know, always – nine, ten win seasons every year. And, uh, you know, they do a, they do a great job every, every year. You know, those those guys are always ready to play. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to going to play there. You know, one, great team, but two, blue turf.
0: Now you mentioned... Yeah, I was going to say, you don't think of the blue turf first? Okay, okay. I okay. okay. So yeah. throw that in there. Yeah. You mentioned the word consistency, which is what Kalani Satake said has been the biggest issue, is a lack of consistency week to week. Great, premeditated, going towards Arizona, towards Wisconsin. How do you of get that mojo back when you have to go on the road again where you've had success and play another good team
3: um yeah i think it just it just it'll start in practice this week just you know finding what we do best and and putting that in the game plan for us to be confident to go out there and play play our hearts out and and just play for one another um and then once we do that then uh, i feel like we we have a big chance to be successful how can this team win
4: without running the ball effectively? Because there's been this stark difference. If you rush for fewer than 100, you lose.
3: If you rush for 150-plus, you win. So if the run game's not there, how does this team win? Um, I think without the run game, you know, it it puts us in a, maybe, you know, tough situations for, for third down, you know, maybe third and long, and and those are never high-percentage plays, you know. doesn't matter which, you know, what team you are. Um, so... You know, we just have to be able to overcome those situations and just trust in one another that, yeah, the line will protect, give the quarterback enough time to make his make his read, and then as receivers we have to do our job to, to be open and uh, and make the plays. More
0: jet sweeps for Micah Simon.
3: Yeah, more jet sweeps.
0: That's the
4: answer.
3: No, nah, uh, nah, yeah, no jets. <laughs> <laughs> no jets? Not a fan? Nah, I'm just kidding. I like the Jets. I just say that Aleva is the best at the Jets. He's good, So just (laughs) let him keep doing it. He stops on a dime. He's awesome at it. Yeah, I tried to cut up one field like him, and I was like, I went to the side, and I was like, how do you do that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love the honesty and the clarity from Micah Simon. And in all seriousness, we appreciate that you come out here as a captain and have to do these hard interviews because it's not easy uh, when you when you lose a game that you feel like you should have won. Um, so, Let's c- give you the karma. Kudos to you, and some karma, and some Sports karma, Nation, karma man.
4: for a front flip at Boise State. Okay, appreciate that. <laughs> now, now make sure that the defender is near you because if he's not and you do it, that's going to be a penalty. That is true. You know what I'm saying? That is true.
0: <laughs> all important things yeah, that's important. being discussed. That's Thanks, Micah.
3: Appreciate you guys.
0: Micah, Micah Simon with us on BYU Sports Nation, two-on-one BYU football all-access.
1: 99-yard touchdown run in a state playoff game. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's decent. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. Coming up, Brian Logan in Studio B. What is his vision of the gunslinger, Zach Wilson. And what he's really coming in for today. Oh, yeah. yeah, The
0: real the reason. The real reason. We'll get to that. And next, can the best of the West Coast Conference in men's basketball outdo the women's hoopsters from last week's Between the Lines? Lauren McLean joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano. She's got the latest deets, and I just said deets, in Cougar sports with a social media twist. You can watch it on BYU Sports Nation's Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts.
0: You are totes cray, Shep. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> with the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> All right. BYU football staring down another rivalry game with Boise State this Saturday night, 1015 Eastern, 815 Mountain kickoff from the blue at Albertson Stadium. Yesterday head coach Kalani Satake says, look, he's thinking about one single thing, and that is getting his team consistent and ready to execute at a high level. Consistency is the singular focus,
1: yeah, right? That, that is the word of the day. Pre-game coverage begins at 9 Eastern with Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV. Kyle Vanoy led the New England Patriots defense to a 25-6 win last night over the Bills in Buffalo. Vannoy led the team with eight tackles, plus finished with two sacks and a forced fumble. Elijah Bryant scored
0: 31 points, grabbed seven rebounds, and an 81-75 comeback win for Hapoel
1: Elliott in Israel. BYU women's soccer cracking the top 25 at number 25 in the top drawer soccer rankings. BYU has already clinched the WCC title and the auto bid to the NCAA tournament. Cougars wrapping up the regular season Saturday at LMU. BYU men's basketball currently in the preseason
0: exhibition format. They'll host their final exhibition on Thursday against Westminster. Game you can watch live on BYU TV 9 from 7 Mountain. However, this week, Lauren McLean would like to give you an all-access insider's look at all of the West Coast Conference teams that happen in conference, obviously. So, Lauren, man, I don't know how you can outdo yourself from last week.
5: I don't either, but I'm really ready to transition from football to basketball right now. Not in general, just in the show. Oh, okay. Just right now. Okay. I, was, I had some tears coming out. All right. Thinking you it was football oh, games. Well, wanna, well, well let's, a let's talk okay. about okay. basketball. Okay. Yeah, so you guys know that I was in Vegas A couple of weeks ago for the WCC basketball tip-off. Like you said, the women last week were phenomenal and are going to be very hard to beat. But now it's time to get to know the WCC men's team just a little bit. Let's just say Mark Few is a treat. Let's go Between the Lines.
6: BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines.
5: To our eighth annual West Coast Conference basketball tip-off. Okay, we're gonna play a game with you guys to see how well you know each other, okay?
2: If I get one of these right, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> He'll cheat though, so I just gotta make sure I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna cheat? Yeah.
5: What is Yoli's secret talent apart from basketball?
2: He doesn't know his. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
5: Ramen noodles and no i <laughs> Dancing. He said singing.
6: Oh, they
5: yeah. kind of go hand in hand.
6: I'm a legend in my own shower, so <laughs> that, that's what he always say.
5: <laughs> I have
3: potential CEO, Jim. I had talking to girls. That's, it. that's oh, my talent.
5: That's my talent. You know. Dancing. Hey, you got it. Are you a good dancer?
3: Uh, I could do a little something. He thinks he is.
5: If James wasn't playing basketball, what sport would you be playing? Football. Did you play football? Oh,
3: it's yeah. easy.
5: He said no. I didn't. <laughs> football, you, you got it.
4: But my rule would be, when I get the ball, I'm kneeling. I'm not getting hit. <laughs> I don't care if I'm a yard away from the first down.
3: I'm falling right there. Oh no! <laughs> What'd you put? Football. Oh, coach.
5: Did you did you play baseball in high school?
3: Yeah, I played all the way up until. Uh,
4: didn't you play football too? Yeah, but I was a big baseball guy up until I started playing. You were
0: telling me last night how baseball is like boring to you and everything. To watch.
5: What celebrity or athlete matches Jaleel's personality the best? LeBron. You got it. You both got LeBron.
1: I got Will Smith. Oh, that's
5: a
3: great one.
4: <laughs> want- this is easy. <laughs> easy. Easy. You're giving them all the easy questions. Thank you. Thank
6: you.
5: Reveal. Seth Curry. I've
6: always enjoyed watching him play, especially uh, when he was back at Davidson. Me and my dad used to just sit there and watch him. And awesome.
4: Who were you rooting for when Davidson played St. Mary's back in the day?
6: I didn't even know. I didn't even know that game happened until I got to the same age. So.
5: Okay, Yoli, if you were to catch Coach at a restaurant, what type of restaurant would it be? Oh. Ho, ho.
4: Yeah, that's perfect.
0: Got him.
5: The steakhouse. That's right? where he likes to eat. Easy. I like you guys. You he
4: sees you me do. there all the time. You
5: know what you like. Right.
4: Reveal.
5: ranch house. hi All right, let's see it. Italian. You got it. What's it called?
3: Original Joe's. Original
5: so is Italian food your favorite?
3: Oh, yeah. My mom's maiden name is Zagaroli. No question who my mom's favorite player of all time.
5: <laughs> this guy right here? Yeah, yeah. There's... What is Coach's favorite thing to do when he's not coaching basketball?
0: Oh, we're going to get this one, too.
1: Oh, no, we missed it. What'd you yeah. get out with my wife and three daughters?
4: <laughs> Easy. Come on, <up> Ford. <laughs>
6: uh...
5: I have a feeling you hear that a lot. Coaching his kids, you got it! Nice! I want you to do your best impersonation (laughs) of Coach, and he's gonna rate you on a scale from 1 to 10 of how accurate it is.
2: not (laughs) on the (laughs) board. How are you feeling today, boys?
4: (laughs) One person answers.
3: Good, good. (laughs) I know there's a couple occasions I miss like an open layup or something, something silly, and I just see TP just.
6: All right, guys, we had a good practice. Bring
3: it in. And then he raised his hand like that for us to get a nice little huddle in. And he'd be like, Ferrari,
6: what are you doing?
3: (laughs) Are you kidding me?
6: On the line. On the line. What did you say, son? Are you serious, KJ? (laughs) Hey, guys, sideline. Get on the (laughs) sideline. Are you serious, that effort? (laughs) <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> How mean.
5: was that? Go, go. Go. I'll give him a 10. Okay, we're going to give you that point. We got to end there because there's no top in that. That was impressive. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Yeah, thank you. Oh, man, I'm excited for WCC basketball play. Next week on Between the Lines, we hang out with the number one women's volleyball team, a couple of the stars, and we do bumps that spike all over campus. You're not going to want to miss us. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL using the hashtag BYUBTL.
0: I like to see those coaches in relaxed settings because we're so used to the high-intensity basketball competition that we see, but man, that was fun. Some
5: of the impersonations that the players were doing I was like Ugh. like I was like even getting a little awkward for them, no like. no great but the best like, part of oh, those yeah they like did not the coaches didn't great not stuff care. the
1: best part of those is all of the impressions are of the coaches yelling at them
5: <laughs> come on uh, Ferrari you think about it that's no. what they hear the most
1: I know exactly coming up Brian Logan is here what does he think about Kalani Satake talking about getting back to BYU football. Come on what's the real reason and Brian the real reason there? that real he's reason in the in building today.
0: We'll tell you next. And what are the expectations for the Cougars in Boise? Brian's got some passionate words. I promise you that. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Between the Lines is brought to you by Tim Dally Nissan. Think Nissan. Think Tim Dally Southtown. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight at 8 Eastern, you can watch or listen to BYU football with Kalani Sitake. His host, Greg Ravel chats with Coach Sitake, Corbin Kafusi, and tight ends coach Steve Clark. It's tonight 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. How does the success of BYU's rivals influence the way you look at this BYU season? Michael A. Spencer answers on Facebook. Boise and Utah State doing well. Utah State isn't really much of a rivalry. What? Come on, man. Really? (laughs) But he says they're doing really well. By my statistic crunching, they all belong in the top 25. If BYU can pull close losses or even wins for Boise and Utah, it's a good season. what would salvage this season? Would a win against Boise or Utah automatically salvage all the frustration?
1: A lot of of people feel like it would. Yes, it would certainly help. But really, Utah State isn't a rivalry? Oh, man, come on. What age are we living in? No, but look, you have a rival. You cannot have 13 rivals. You can have three. You have a rival. You can have other teams that you want to beat really bad. But you have (laughs) a rival. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media by using the hashtag BYUSN.
0: In Studio B now is former BYU football standout. A defensive gym, Brian Logan. Brian, welcome to the show, my thank friend. You, thank you, thank you. I'm only a standout
1: because I was like three feet short there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he stands out. <laughs> what is that sixth grader doing? <laughs> we're glad you're here, though. We've been waiting for you to come in today.
6: We, yeah, I. Do um, you 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 remember why? Correct. Yep, I remember why.
0: It, it's cause... to celebrate Jerem Jordan's birthday, Brian.
6: Oh, it's his birthday. Yeah. no. you were supposed to bring the you, gift. What you bring? What did you bring? Hey, what, did you bring? Hey, yeah. what did you bring so we could give to him? That was your job. Hmm. Nobody, told, <laughs> nobody told me that. I, I did see last week, I think, that he wanted um, the, shirt, the jersey or the, the hoodie that Kalani wore, right? Uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh. So I was going to text him and say, bro, like what size? And then I checked my bank account and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> never, never mind. The thought was there. <laughs> hey, yeah.
0: My, my heart was in it. Yes. That's what yes. matters. Uh, I know your heart's fully invested into BYU football. And I know that you were upset, like a lot of people were, at the result of Saturday's game. But how much, now that you've had the weekend to think about it, and you're preparing for after further review tonight, how much of BYU's offensive performance do you attribute to
6: Northern Illinois' defense? That's a really good defense, man. Um, Remember when when we were on the sideline and BYU ran a misdirection play, kind of like one of those trick plays that, that Grimes throws in. Every once in a while, a little and, uh, inside flip. Yeah, yeah, and and there was two guys on him. Boom, boom, tackle immediately. As soon as the flip was made and the catch was made, bam, bam, got hit. And I looked at you and I was like, bro, I have goosebumps. That this that reminds me of when I played with Bronco. That looks like a Bronco defense in in, in terms of uh, discipline, assignment, sound, and guys flying to the ball. Um, and so that that's a, that's a good defense. I, I I give a lot of credit to them. However, when you look at an offense doing the very best that they can do in the defense right so all 11 guys, all 22 guys at the, at the at the very highest um ability right performance wise and and I think BYU wins I I think I think the BYU offense won a lot of those matchups um you know and and with further, after further review tonight when I was reviewing the the film the plays you know we'll, we'll obviously highlight those things uh that they did you know bad and poor but a lot of the plays that we are going to highlight shows that BYU talent-wise and athletically, when when they're they're not making bonehead mistakes, right, uh, penalties, et cetera, they they can play with anybody in the in the nation. I believe that, and and so you know, but the majority of time, when especially when it, when it came down to crunch time, right, um, the, the BYU offense was not. I would say, at its peak uh, performance-wise, and therefore, I think, you know, came up short in a couple of
1: plays. Well, some of the things you just mentioned may be the answer to this question, but we were talking earlier in the show, and we heard from head coach Kalani Sataki talking about we've got to get back to BYU football. What does that mean? What, that, what does that mean, do you think?
6: I think that the, the biggest frustration for, for me, and I would just say as, as former players, and, and probably fans as well, is just inspired football, man. Inspired football. You get an opportunity to play a game, and most of you get an opportunity to play a game that you love, with, and, and, you, and with, with having your education paid for and free. What what? There's nothing else that should inspire you from that. You think about kids that have disabilities and people that can't even play sports, or heck, can't even play P, can't even run laps in PE in sixth grade. You know what I mean? For whatever reason. And and you come out and and don't play like you care. That's, the, that's the, the most frustrating thing. Now, with this university, man, I'm not LDS, dude. And I knew, I'm like, man, I got the whole church. The church is on my back. Like, oh, my God. I have 200, 300 countries looking at me. Like, it's, it's, it means something, man. It means something more. And, and, I, and I would just think, you know, as a, as a Christian, um, being in this environment, you know. It, it should be a lot easier for guys to to think that way, right? And to 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 say, you know what, I don't want to let this guy down. I don't want to let my coach down. I don't want to let you know these fans down because we are playing for something. We are all a part of of a, of, a, of a brand. And I would say something that that my pastor when I was uh, when he was praying for me in my hotel room before the Oklahoma game, and, and it kind of changed my perspective in my life of how I approach anything, everything. He said, you know, when when you go out and you play and you look at this scoreboard, imagine God's thr- God sitting on his throne watching you. And instead of, you know, looking around the stadium and seeing all these fans and cheering for you, those are his angels attending. And, and, and that changed everything because I was like, huh, how much more am I going to prepare? How much harder am I going to play? How much more do I want to perform well, not for these fans or not for – you know my my teammates which I do obviously but 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 really for for God you know what i mean same thing with 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 with, with the test how much more how much harder would you study for a test if you knew that Jesus was grading it oh yeah I, how much more prepared would you be if the ca- if you knew the cameraman if Jesus was behind the camera yeah you know what i mean i get it it changes it changes everything it. Man. and yeah. and and i'm just saying that BYU with 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 the religion and and what BYU stands for has an opportunity to, to go out and, and play like that, but also the opportunity really lies in, in preaching that, right? And, and I think Bronco did a really good job of letting us know, hey, this is bigger than you, man. This is bigger than me. This is bigger than all of us. Brian, let's finish with this,
0: our question of the day. We've been talking about the success of BYU's rivals and the success of Bronco Mendenhall at Virginia, all while BYU has lost three of the last four. How does it affect how you feel about BYU football when you look at the success of Utah and Utah State and Virginia? Like, how do how do you process all of
6: that? Is because we feel like, come on, it, it stings a little bit extra. Oh, look, look, man, I'm not gonna lie to you. It, it it sucks. It's especially when I'm out. Cause I always wear my gear, man. I don't care. I'm 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 am I'm a bleed blue, you know, all the way till I get to heaven. And and I don't I always represent. And it sucks when you come you you on Mondays and you go to work when <laughs> you in a Walmart or wherever and you and you're wearing the logo and you just down a little bit, you know, and you see or you are you pull up somebody and, and you got your cougar blue on and they got Utah flags, I'm like, hey, 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 roll up my windows a little bit. You know what I mean? It's it <laughs> stings, man. It's it it sucks. It it I, I definitely think, you know, in that sense it, it does make it a little bit worse. But you know, I I think the biggest thing is just is just as as fans it's just disappointing of how you lose. If you get knocked out, get knocked out, man. Get knocked out with pride. But don't get knocked out, you know, putting 50% of effort in. I think, I think that's, that's what makes it, you know, 10 times more worse. Brian, we look forward to after further review tonight, man. And more of the passion, I'm bro. A, I'm excited. I'm Hey, I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm bringing it. Let's go.
0: Let's go. Tonight, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, brand new episode with Brian Logan. Coming up, women's
1: soccer cracking the top 25.
0: Told you that would happen yesterday. And Kyle Van Noy doing Kyle Van Noy things on Monday Night Football. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Mike Simon and Brian Logan. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast, go to BYUSN.com to watch it
1: in its full glory. Big fans of Dennis Pitta. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Cougars staring at another rivalry game, this time with Boise State. Saturday night pregame coverage beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Count on the kickoff on BYU TV. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy led the Patriots defense
0: to a 25-6 win last night over the Buffalo Bills. Van Noy had eight tackles leading his team, plus
1: two sacks and a forced fumble. Cougars overseas. May need some help on this one. Elijah Bryant scored 31 points and grabbed seven rebounds in an 81-75 comeback victory for... Hapoel Eliyot. ...in Israel. Soccer. BYU
0: women's soccer into at least one top 25 poll. At number 25 in the top drawer soccer rankings, BYU has already clinched the West Coast Conference title. Auto bid to the NCAA tournament as well.
1: The Cougars wrap up the regular season Saturday at LMU. And this just in, BYU and BYU-TV have negotiated an agreement with 11 Sports that the UMass game will be broadcast live on BYU-TV and produced by 11 Sports. The game will kick at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Counting on the kickoff will begin at 11 a.m. Eastern. You don't need to order some
0: exorbitant package on your cable system or your satellite
1: provider. It will air
0: on BYU-TV. Well done, Folks upstairs, getting that all lined up. Today's rise and shout, Jason. We should give it to Steve Young because 30 years ago today, Young made Steve Young maybe his most iconic play of his Hall of Fame career when he scrambled for 49 yards and a touchdown, breaking multiple tackles against the Vikings. What team was he playing for? Uh, Steve Young. Yeah, the Niners. It was the Niners. Some people uh, confuse that with the Buccaneer scramble he had for a touchdown. Okay. People still remember him with the Bucks. Absolutely. <laughs> How do you forget the creamsicle jersey? I know. It's true. Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. It makes all BYU's issues come to light more when you watch rivals climbing the ranks and BYU's falling behind. I have great hopes for the next few years, but after the highs this season, it makes the losses that much more disappointing. Hashtag shut up, Daryl. Hashtag season ain't over yet.
1: Yeah, hey. If you're community... If you're, uh, Trying to communicate with us? Don't forget use the hashtag #byusn. Yes, for Jason, I am Spencer. Shade out. Shout out to Jason
0: Chafetz. Go Cougs.